Ah, you know it. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions announced earlier today. And finally, finally, Tina Turner is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here is Eric Elper, who joins us now on 640 Toronto. And Eric, I think when people hear today that Tina Turner is going in, their first reaction is, Tina Turner is not already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, look at us. You know, out of all of the nominees, you and I went six for six. And that's only because nobody has proof that we were wrong with the other choices that we made. (laughs) But yeah, Tina Turner is already in there. She's in there with her ex-husband, Ike Turner, um, the same way that Carole King is already in there with her former husband, Jerry Goffin, and songwriting partner. But today they both get to go in as solo performers. And in fact, along with the Go-Go's, this is the most women that have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in over 25 years. So it's good to see that they're finally putting a little bit more of an emphasis on having um, women in there. Yeah, Tina Turner, let's talk a little more about her and her uh, solo uh, career, which uh, obviously just had this uh, rebirth in kind of the mid-80s and 1984 with the uh, Private uh, private Dancer album. And then it was just like uh, all cylinders go for Tina Turner. Yeah, you know, I remember being 16 that summer when... Um, when that album came out and what love got to do with it was all over much music and MTV and it won her three Grammy awards. And she became like Aretha Franklin, having a little bit of a rebirth with the much music MTV generation, people that didn't even realize that she had been around for 20 years before then. And right from there, she followed it up with her amazing autobiography called I Tina, which led to, the biopic, which is now leading to a number of documentaries that are now out and streaming, um, completely retired. Uh, she suffered a stroke a couple of years ago and, and uh, was very, very private in the last number of years. Hasn't really done a lot of public appearances. But, mm-hmm. you know, not only did she influence David Bowie and Mick Jagger, if that's all she ever did, she would have a rightful place in there. Yeah, I recently watched the documentary that uh, she did, and, uh, you know, I just, uh, this story gets repeated so uh, often when it comes to, uh, you know, artists and the songs that really kind of made them uh, famous, and uh, Tina Turner originally kind of turned down or didn't want to do What's Love Got to Do With It. Yeah, you know, there were a number of songwriters that went around the industry. In fact, one of the songwriters was the lead singer of the band The Fix, who had a lot of hits like One Thing Leads to Another and Saved by Zero. And he was pitching all sorts of songwriters to write with him in a couple of songs that he was writing with um, a couple of guys from Dire Straits. And they got together and just came up with brilliant songs and they went around the industry and everybody turned them down and tina turner was like yeah i don't know if i really kind of want to do this but that album private dancer forget about the fact that it sold five million copies in america but it, it has like seven top 20 hits it if if only for that alone she would probably be in there but you know just as a black um as a black artist she was the first person to appear on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. She was the first woman to ever appear on the cover. Class throughout her decade upon decade career. And, and I'm so happy for her that she's, uh, that she's in there now.
Yeah, same, without a doubt. And you mentioned uh, women finally getting uh, their due, uh, the great Carol King. And uh, the Go-Go's, who's uh, music, I-, I think, I mean, I recently went back and kind of revisited some of their uh, catalog because we had um, Kathy Valentine with us uh, not too long ago on the show. And that music just, uh, it aged so well. It's so good. Yeah, you put on We've Got the Beat or Our Lips Are Sealed from their first albums or Vacation and Head Over Heels from their next couple of records back in 1982 and 1984. And it still sounds brilliant. It still sounds like summer. The production isn't dated at all. And a large part of it is the fact that they could play instruments and write their own material. That was an absolute groundbreaking band that deserves to be in there solely for that when they hit number one on the Billboard album chart, becoming the first all-girl group to do that. And they've influenced hundreds, if not thousands, of other females to want to pick up their instrument and do the same. All right, you mentioned Tina Turner and Carol King going in for a second time. Also going in for a second time is uh, Dave Grohl, first, of course, with Nirvana, now with Foo Fighters, and also getting uh, the nod, going to get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, is a Jay-Z. Yeah, this is going to, um, I think, surprise a lot of people who are like, well, you know, Jay-Z isn't rock and roll. But, you know, with with just being so authentic in the hip-hop world and achieving just an unbelievable commercial and and money success, he has the spirit of rock and roll in him. And I think that's where people, that's at least my, my reasoning behind putting um, somebody like a Whitney Houston in there or Jay-Z. Obviously, they're not rock and roll in the true sense, but, you know, give me another half hour and I will gladly build that bridge between gospel and blues into the Foo Fighters because it's easily attainable. Rock and roll is nothing more than country and blues put together. And that's where the birth of hip hop came out of as well. So he's not that far off of a tree of rock and roll or Nirvana than most people think. But, you know, he's inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He's got more Grammy Award than anybody else in hip-hop history. And, you know, when you make a billion dollars in the industry, you're going to get inductions like these. All right, let's move from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to uh, Drake, who uh, yesterday, we mentioned this uh, briefly, Billboard magazine is going to honor him as the artist of the decade. And some of the stats, when you look at Drake in the Billboard charts, uh, Eric, I mean, it's just mind-blowing. Six number ones in that uh, 10-year time frame, and I think it was nine uh, albums that went to number one in that decade. Yeah, and also 45 top 10 songs on the Billboard Hot 100, and now... 232 songs on the Hot 100. Now, I'm not going to put an asterisk beside his name because he's obviously playing in an industry where if he releases a 20-song album, all 20 songs are eligible for the Hot 100, um, you know, as opposed to when the Beatles and the Who and the Stones had to do it single by single and song by song, and sometimes you were lucky to have five singles a year hit the Billboard Hot 100, but that's that's the era that we're living in. And certainly nobody can deny that Drake isn't just the biggest Canadian artist um, out there. He's probably the biggest artist in the world. And, and he actually might be one of the biggest artists ever in music history when, when all is said and done. I was going to ask you, do you think uh, Drake, if he's not now, is he on that kind of trajectory to be maybe the most prolific Canadian music musician or music artist ever? Yeah, I think he's already up there. You know, I, and I know purists will say, well, what about the Tragically Hip and, and Neil Young? And absolutely not to take anything away 
um, from those artists or Celine Dion or Lance Morissette. But almost their success that those artists have had in their lifetime, Drake has achieved that every single year since 2010. He's had more Billboard hits. He's had more Billboard albums. He's had you know, more people that he's playing for in terms of his concert, in terms of his success. It's astounding that he is building almost a successful career each and every single year that he's been really hitting. And it's only been in the last decade where he's breaking through. You know, when you, you know, realize that or people like Bruno Mars or Rihanna or Adele or Taylor Swift, they've only been going at this for 10 or 12 years. They're in the prime of their careers. Yeah, good point, good point. I mentioned Celine just a second ago. Just finally, Celine Dion announced this morning that uh, she is coming back to the stage, uh, Eric, and she's going to resume her Las Vegas residency. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. She's going to do 10 shows starting on November the 5th in Las Vegas. And today, this morning, Katy Perry announced her residency in Las Vegas starting on December the 29th. So this is really good news for people who are missing concerts like you and I. Um, The Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles announced that they are going to have 85% of their seats solely given out to people who have both COVID shots. And um, if you are part of the remaining 15%, you are going to need a a rapid test on site in order to get into the building. I think that's a really smart move. Wouldn't be surprised if the other stadiums and arenas start picking up that idea because there's no way, personally, I'm even going to an arena unless I know for sure that everybody in there has had at least two of their vaccination shots. Yeah, and listen, obviously, Canada, we are several months uh, behind the U.S. when it comes to uh, vaccines and vaccinations, but it does feel, with the Celine announcement, you mentioned Katy Perry uh, this morning, I don't know, the last couple of weeks, it just feels like uh, the concert business, if it's not back, it's pretty close. The music industry was the first thing to get shut down, and the concert industry is going to be the last one to open. When you start to see announcements in Canada being done, that's when you can really start to have hope because that gives off the the idea of large crowds, of feeling really good, and that has a really big psychological effect on the community and city and province. Without a doubt, music heals, for sure. Eric, appreciate it as always, my friend. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk soon. You got it. Our music expert, Eric Helper.